Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 46 of the Seam Sketchy Podcast. I am Kyle Bray alongside... Garo G. Baz Baz. We're and at... Kyle. 46? Yeah, Mr. 46. Baines, Mr. Aaron Baines. Mr. Big Australia. All of, all of Australia. That's one of the funniest yeah. Tommy Heinsohn quotes, I think, of all time. I'm going to see if I can edit in the audio right here. And life insurance. I'll tell you, I took a look at Baines in the shower... I, I, he looks like all of Australia. <laughs> he is really put together. Just <laughs> Tommy's just like a. He's so funny. He's like, I mean, he's he's great guy. He's like, he's old, so he's kind of senile. But like, yeah, oh God, like that's just one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard. He actually was just on a podcast, um, this uh, Red Sox podcast, really called Section Ten. When the Red Sox sucked last year, they decided they were going to, for as a joke, become a Phoenix Suns podcast, and that's where Aaron Baines plays now. So I guess they had Aaron Baines on it as like a mm. fake episode for the for the Suns podcast. I'll have to listen to that. Shout out Aaron Baines. Shout out Aaron Baines. Kyle, what are we talking about today? Today we're going to be doing a. I don't know if it's a. It's not a re-review, but it's a review of an album that came out a while ago. Yeah. Um, it's not a classic review because I think it would be hard to say that about an album that came out in 2018. It is mm-hmm. Swimming by Mac Miller. Obviously, we yeah. reviewed Circles earlier this year, the posthumous release that was the follow-up to this album. I'm, I'm actually, I meant to go back and listen to our old episode that we did on it because it dropped the same day as Astroworld. So I remember we did the episode on Astroworld, mm. and I don't know if we talked about Swimming at all. So I'll have probably to go not. back. I'll have to go back and see if we did. If if we said anything, I'll I'll probably like loop in a a line or something about like what we said about it. Mm. Here, do a lot of audio editing in this one. Um, Let's do it. But yeah, so we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about some other news, and uh, we'll get we'll get straight into it. Let's do it. back and we have a bunch of little quick news hits uh that we want to get to the first one short and sweet but a very sad news um injury reserve one of their members uh grogs passed away yesterday very suddenly i mean injury reserve is a they're they're a great group i mean a group that you you loved for a while Uh, Mm. we were supposed to see them in march so it's kind of like it's kind of surreal that uh I saw that news yesterday and I'm, I was completely, my mind was completely blown away. I mean, a lot of people are, are really grieving this loss. Um, his name was Jordan Alexander Groggs and he was, he was a father of two. Um, and yeah. there's, there's a GoFundMe set up for his family. So definitely if you're interested, go donate that. But yeah, just sad, sad news. To, and I didn't see anything about how he passed or what caused it, but you know, it's still yeah. devastating. Rest in peace. Um, rest in peace, rest in power. Groggs from injury reserve. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's going to be tough to see what will happen for the future of the group. Yeah, it was him, and it was him and the other guy, and well, they had a producer too. But like, you know, they were you know, they were big, big duo, you know. So it'll be interesting to see what, what comes from there. I mean, my heart goes out to his family and to you know, the other guys in injury reserve. Exactly. Um, you know, we, we wish the best for him. Yeah, know. and in some less <laughs> serious news, um, Freddie Gibbs has been going off <laughs> Freddie Gibbs. on. Uh, 
on Instagram and Yo, Twitter recently. Off, fuck academics. Oh yeah, that totally, dude. Totally, dude. DJ Academics sucks, man. I fucking hate that guy. <laughs> well, ever since um, he did, he did his complex show wearing the fake Supreme, I was like, this guy's a fucking op. Like, fuck this dude. Well, I just like he's kind of just like he's kind of a clown, and like he's going after Freddie Gibbs, and he has so he has some like really suspect tweets. Yeah. Like, what was it? Um, the one where he was like, "Yo, bad baby got mad titties for a fifteen-year-old," where it's just like, yep. no, no. Well, where I was like. Well, no, like, <laughs> you don't. You? Like, what? I mean, you should have been canceled for that. Um, and then what was the other one that he was tweeting? About? Oh, he just he tweets a lot of like corny stuff or something like Kylie Jenner posted like a bikini pic and he's like, yo, Kylie Jenner just gave us fat material for the rest of the year. It's just like, shut up, bro. Are you like 15? Shut up. Um, but Fred, he decided he was going – so Freddie Gibbs went uh, – said, like, I think it was some guy G- – well, no, not some guy. He said Jeezy was, uh, quote, irrelevant, who's, like, a friend and another big rapper. Um, and so academics went to his defense and started clowning him. And, I mean, lo- long story short, uh, academics lost this little mini beef. Oh, yeah. Freddie Gibbs was just dropping haymakers. You must have not know that Freddie Gibbs has the best Instagram ever. Well, like, and, don't ever go after. I that's like if I if yeah. I'm thinking of people that I would never want to like go after, it would be Freddie Gibbs. He'd be yeah. very high up on that list because he is ruthless yeah. and he will not hold back. I mean, he's selling Bro. t-shirts now that just say "fuck DJ Academics" Literally. with his face on a Teletubby because he said you built like a Teletubby. <laughs> he is, bro. Fuck him. He's a lame. Ever since he's like dick rided six nine two, that's a whole nother thing. Yeah, he's a lame old. He's black, but yeah. So Freddie Gibbs, shout out another W for uh for Freddie, another another uh another Larry O'Brien trophy, another ring for him for this year. Um, you can go on. He, he did that. He did the meme originally where it was like him with the Kobe with his trophies and it was all his albums, but it was that and all of his reply tweets to academics. Hey. Nice, nice. Goaded. His Insta story was popping off. Literally. And then the next one is last for the news. Yeah, Kanye West is back. Boom. Yeezy with season. multiple things. With multiple he's dro- things. He's, he's collabing with Gap, dropping some quote. I think he right. said it was supposed to be affordable clothes, so they're not going to be like so, super high-priced. Pretty much, um, this is, since this is the uh, fashion aspect of this podcast, uh, let me take over here. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, um, I have to get my phone charger anyway, so it works. Um, basically, uh, Yeezy Gap, uh, back in the day, Kanye used to work as a retail worker for Gap, so he said this was a big um, achievement for him. And my mom deal. Too. Nice, good little in detail. Maybe did she pop? Did she work around the same time? Around the same time that Kanye worked? Uh, probably, but she was working in New York. Yeah. Oh, close. She was in, Pro- she, was in Chicago. She probably did not close. hire Kanye West. <laughs> right. Um. Yeah. So it's a ten-year deal. Um. I think first drop is going to be around like beginning of 2021. So that's exciting. So what I hear is like it's going to be. Basically, easy stuff, but out, like lower price at the gap price level, same good quality and all that stuff. And this is what Kanye needed. Like he knows he wanted this vision, but I I don't think he had the the manufacturing capabilities and infrastructure to actually push out all the products he wants. So that's how he finds he, he finds like a big giant like this. Yeah. Um, but don't get twisted though, Kanye's doing Gap a a, a favor because like. Cap, I mean, Gap was going down, you know? I think the only problem with it is, is, like, while he'll definitely be able to price something like at Gap prices, because, like, yeah, I mean, literally every item of clothing I used to own used to be from the Gap. Like, Gap is incredible. They're so affordable. But yeah, 
the problem is, is that I feel like, you know, the hype beast culture is still going to latch onto it. Like, I feel like his stuff's just going to get gobbled up and thrown up for ridiculous resales, just as it normally is. The only hope is, is that it's going to be more of a widespread release. It's like, if it it's will. just dropping on his site, you know, bots can just go no. up and get it. But, like, this stuff's going to be, like, in stores, you know? Yeah, it's going to be in store. It's going to No, this is going to be mass-produced. This is going to be for everybody. Um, no, it's going to be good. I'm, I'm really excited for it. You know, yeah, I can't wait. I always wanted some sort of Yeezy, but, like, not, like, Yeezy clothing, but not, like... Paying five hundred dollars for a hoodie, or that, like that that Calabasas jacket that we always saw at Bodega, or that, just that like no one would buy. A, uh, just like a tan T-shirt, something no like that. Or also, I just want to do a quick shout out. I don't know if you saw like those foam runners, the foam slippers, the Yeezy foam runners. Yeah, yeah, the the slippers. You know what he called those? You renamed them. He named them the Ararats. Mount Ararat in our in in oh in Western Armenia. Oh, that's cool. Um, so that's cool. That. So that was a tidbit, and that was actually really sick because that's one of the most hyped releases this year. It sold out instantly, and he named it after an Armenian uh, mountain located in Western Armenia. But yeah, that's easy. Also, he dropped he dropped two new singles. He dropped another one today. The oh, we did. One, yeah, he dropped another one. I, I didn't listen to it. He, he dropped a low key. So the first one he dropped was a couple. Bro, of I li- bro, I was listening. I was on his artist page like an hour ago. When did he drop it? He tweeted, I, I don't know if he dropped it. it. might have been Ty Dolla Sign dropped it. Featuring Kanye, FKA, Twigs, and Skrillex. Right? Oh, that's – oh, wow. I did not listen to that, but I want to. But, yeah, no, he did yeah. drop a song because he, he's working on an album, no? God's Country. Yo, God's- I'm telling you, this is not going to be another Jesus is King. This is going to be a Jesus is King with a – no, sorry. It's going to be a Jesus with a splash of Jesus, Jesus is King. I'm telling you that right now. Yeah, I mean – I, I definitely already think that this song that he drops, so the song the song he drops called yeah. Wash Us in Blood featuring Travis Scott, even though Travis Scott was like in it for like two seconds, I feel like. Yeah. I didn't. Um, but already a completely different sonic direction. And yeah. I'm a fan. I think early on into the song, I was kind of like, eh, I don't know about this. But as the song went on, yeah. like he was he was flowing really well. The beat was kind of glitchy, some really cool drums and some really cool synths in there. I thought the production mm. was fun. I definitely see the Yeezus vibes, but I feel like it's gonna be like it's gonna be a little different. But mm. I mean, if, if that's if this is the direction he's going in for the album, I'll be excited because I mean, you already know people who listen to this podcast know I think Jesus is King is <laughs> Kanye's worst album by a fucking long shot. It's so bad. But, um, yeah. I mean. I'm looking forward to see what he's going to come out with. I mean, and this is nothing like I have nothing against like Christian music, like just to, <laughs> pre- just to preface that, like I love a lot of Kanye's like Christian stuff. I just think like the wave that he was on, on Jesus King was kind of, I don't know. It just didn't feel very like authentic. Yeah. It wasn't very good, but who am I to judge his faith? I'm excited though, bro. I'm really no, excited. I am too. I mean, well, mostly just because this single already like makes Different. it, it's different, yeah. And I think a lot of the other reason why I didn't like Jesus is King is it was just a lot of the beats from Yandi and whatnot just mm. remade, and just the remade versions just, like, weren't that good. Yeah. But, you know, it's easy season. And the video we dropped was fucking weird. Oh, it was trippy. GTA had, like... I was I was all over the place. I was yeah. I had no idea what I was watching. Yeah, no, I loved it. It was, like, uh, my favorite was the one clip. Uh, there's a clip in there of a dude getting knocked out like in a fight yeah. and someone's like bro imagine you get knocked out in a fight wake up and kanye put you in his video getting your ass beat literally and i, and, and I love the the hashtag that he's using the west day ever 
I like that. That was cool. That's cool. And that then you good. have him and uh, this happened today, the day that we're recording, not the day that we're dropping. Um, he hang out with Elon Musk. Yeah, and bro. They took such a meme-worthy photo to the point where Kanye even memed it himself and reposted it the photo, but with both of their heads swapped. Not bro. really sure what he was going for, but hey, you know he's on his Kanye shit. I love Kanye. All right. Uh, <sighs> yeah, no, we're we're uh. Excited. That was a little bit. Of- yeah, that was a little bit of a uh, music news. You know, it's been pretty dead. I mean, we don't even know what we're doing next week. Pop Smoke. Oh, we forgot to talk about Pop Smoke. Oh Pop yeah, Smoke album cover drama. Uh, Pop Smoke. Yeah, do you you want to take this one? <laughs> Long story short, because we want to get into this review. Virgil Abloh, the goat. But at the end of the day, people are like, "Bro, please stop." <laughs> uh, he, he's been. He's been. Dude, he's dude. Had, he has people, not been people, on hot people are turning on Virgil Abloh like they turned on Playboy Cardi. I mean, bro, he's on he's not on a hot streak. Donating fifty bucks now is this now it's like bro, oh, I, so I, I love the meme that came out of that though, where people just start using the word fifty and just saying Virgil's. Yeah, someone's like, damn, bro, bro my favorite rapper is Virgil Scent. <laughs> bro, as I said, I love the song "Many Men" by Virgil Scent. Um, but yeah, Virgil made the album cover for Pop Smoke. Long story short, it's hideous. Someone literally, I saw someone make it on Instagram TikTok. stories. I saw somebody, bro, I saw somebody take the the, the beer bongs and Bentley. Um, yeah. The uh, album uh, cover, whatever. Took the What Time wire. to Be Alive. Yeah, the What Time to Be Alive album cover. Just took that picture of Pop Smoke, put them together, and you get that. But shout out to, what was his manager or something, Pop Smoke. He said, nah. Pop wouldn't want this. I'm listening to the fans. We're changing it. And we don't know what it is now at this point in time. I see I see people floating around. I see 50 Cent post something. It was just it was just as garbage. So we'll see. But I think we'll review that next week just to get into full reviewing new albums. I'm excited for the pop album. I mean, I think what you are you excited? I mean, sure. I never really listened to a ton of his stuff, but I always recognized that he was good. I mean, woo back Wednesday, man. Bro, it's Wednesday, bro. My bitch love. Go, go. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Bro, the funniest thing I saw is um, someone's like voice, voice messaging with a girl. And he's like, he's like, yo, your voice deep. <laughs> Say, Christian Dior, Dior. God damn it. Uh, um, all right, Kyle. Now, we're, say one we're gonna... thing, but I forgot. One more thing? Oh, I was, I was going to shout out someone and I forget who it was. Hopefully it comes back to me because I'm sure. Shout out Fivio Foreign. How about that? Um, well, yeah, now we want to get into. Yes. Coming by Mac Miller. We've been on a, a Mac Miller kick recently, I feel like. Yeah, no, I've been listening to a lot of him. Mostly because yeah. I watched the. Well, so I like got back into. I think mostly just kind of the vibe I was in. I started listening mm. to um, Circles a lot more. Yeah, and man. then I started, I started listening to. Well, I listened to the his tiny desk concert that he did before, shortly before mm. he died. And he was doing all songs from uh, all songs from swimming. Cause that's the album he was touring at the time or getting ready to tour. Um, and from there I went back and I was like, I want to kind of listen to the actual version of some of these songs. And maybe that, that tiny desk concert, if you haven't seen it, mm. unbelievable. Yeah. I saw parts of it. It's pretty good. That's incredible. Um, even some of the songs that he did in that, I prefer those versions to the actual studio versions, but like, it's great. Um, and yeah, I feel like I went back and I, because like, at least from my standpoint, 
when this album first dropped, I'm not really sure what it was, especially after listening to it again now. I'm not really sure why I didn't like it as much as I did. I think it was just something about, like, because this, this album definitely has a vibe about it. Yeah, and it's like yeah. a very specific mindset and the energy around the album with the music and where he was is very like unique. Okay. And I think it wasn't the, it, the funny part was, is I was in a similar place at the time, but I don't think, I don't think it was like that. Like, I just don't think that was the music that was really the soundtrack that I was feeling, mm. um, which is different now, but I think that might've been why I never really appreciated it. I mean, I still have some, which we'll get into. I still have some things that I wasn't a huge about on this album, but like, yeah, yeah. I thought it was important that we go back and talk about it. Definitely. And I think, um, his the latter half the later half of his um ladder discard ladder i'm trying to figure out the saying um the latter half kind of work but you're trying to say ladder yeah the latter half of his discography meaning swimming circles really really touched upon his mental health his substance abuse um that's what was the common theme ones the theme ones um swimming i feel like was more a lighthearted take on that but still, you know, told you how he felt. Swimming, I mean, uh, circles were just like, boom. Like, this is, like, a man's lowest point to a degree, I felt as. Um, I kind of felt like swimming was more of, like, we're supposed to be the lowest point. Lower? I mean, well, they, I mean they, were, they were meant to be complementary albums. Like, because, I mean, they're both, the sound for both of them is very similar. Like, the production oh, yeah. choices are very similar. Um, but I think that they're supposed to go kind of hand in hand because a lot mm-hmm. of the themes are the same. I agree. Like swimming is supposed to be him sort of like, you know, at his low and sort of working on it in circles was supposed to be him sort of getting out of it, you know, or like, you know, I mean, circles and kind of falling back into the cycle, but, you know, continuing on. Yeah. Um, so for this, do you want to go track by track? Yeah, I'm down. So first song, come back to earth. First of all, I just love the beginning of it. Like, just the raspiness of his voice, like it's, the chorus. It's the a hits. great way to open off this album, especially yeah. because like, I've, if you listen to the Divine Feminine yeah, album he released to. before that, like, cause that album's so like, you know, like jazz, fun, like really mm-hmm. upbeat and whatnot. This is a, this album as a whole is a huge change of pace from that. Cause you know, a lot changed in his life in between those times. And this was like the perfect way to start it out. It's calm, it's subdued. Mm. It like sort of like you hear it and you're like all right this is the vibe of this album and like even when yeah. i wasn't a huge fan of this album as a whole this song stuck with me i really liked this one i Definitely. mean like the it the guitar and like sort of the piano going in it are great i agree with you in his raspy voice it sounds very raw and it's kind of just like comforts you in and i mean the message itself too you know it's just very like stare at the ceiling you had a totally yeah and um i mean I feel like in circles, like most of it was just rasp, raspy voice. Like yeah, yeah. this one, this one, yeah. That that is just kind of how he sings, though. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was a good opener. I mean, I really did enjoy that. And next, we get to hurt feelings. Bro, this is a good one. Like I good love tune. Well, do, do you know who? Do you know this. who produced the song? Who? J Cole. Yeah. So it's a it's, it's a J Cole beat. Um. I wasn't huge on the background vocals in this because, like, that's one of my things. Like, he's not a great singer, and he Mm. sings a lot on this album, but, like, he's fine. And I think, like, there are some songs where it worked, and I really liked it, and there were some songs where it 
I didn't really think it worked. This is one of them, but I do agree with you. The production in the song is fantastic. It's a great, like more rap style beat. You have a mixture of sort of like lo-fi stuff and then like rap, rap stuff in this. This was definitely more of the rap, rap yeah. type. And it was great. I loved it. You didn't like the whoa, 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 whoa. I don't know. It just didn't, it just didn't really hit for me. Um, well, talking about songs that didn't actually hit for me, this third one, What's the Use? I thought one one of my kind of like my gripes of this album is that it's long. It's an hour long. Yeah, no, that that the, yeah. I was gonna go into it earlier later on, but just say like there. I feel like there are a lot of songs in this that could have been trimmed down a little bit. That yeah, was originally I, one of my biggest gripes with it. Yeah. Um. Then these are one of those. I feel like this one. What's the use? Eh, I wasn't really feeling that much. Not as a memorable song as to me, at least. You know. Well, that's what funny because this is one of my favorites on the entire album. Ah. I love this one mostly because of Thundercat. He's on it. Oh. He's in the song. It's a great bass line. It's a really good one. Um, he it just has it just has like a really good sort of like great groove to it. He's talking a lot about like sort of his drug use on it, mm. um, and sort of like how he feels when he's you know when he's tripping and whatnot. But you know, it's it has like a really fun pot like for a song for an album with so many sort of like down songs where you know you can tell like, he's really feeling it this was one of these songs that was kind of like upbeat and happy and i mean just a bit i like thundercats bass on and this is awesome it's just yeah. sort of it, it gets you moving you know it reminds mm-hmm. me a little bit more of like the stuff he was doing on divine feminine mm, okay yeah i see that i see that I, one of the reasons why this song really stood out to me was because on the tiny desk concert this is like it, it's so good thundercats like jamming out on his uh on his bass and he's singing mm. and it's it's a really just a fun vibe so that's nice, that's one nice. of the reasons why this song stands out to me and a song that stand out to me is the next one for a specific reason which is perfecto um i think one thing i take away from this album that mac did mac did well on was like beat switches towards the end of these some of these songs yeah and i think the beat switches it's like it's great because it's like kind of like hidden in the song some people listen to like the first minute or whatever then skip but like this one it's just like it was like a low tune this guy was just kind of pouring his heart his heart about this girl like one line i liked was um like when i when i fall apart she's there to put me together or something like that and it's like perfect and like it's just like great ending to the song yeah i mean i wasn't huge in this one i thought the instrumental was all right but i did sort of like the sentiment of it the whole idea of it ain't perfect but it's worth it you know yeah that was because that was sort of the main mantra he keeps repeating on there and like that's a good sort of like outlook on life where you know life ain't perfect but it's like it's worth living you know like it's worth to be out there like doing these things and you know having these experiences even when life's really hard yeah i agree and then after that we get the standout yeah i mean if you want to talk beat switches this one has probably the best beat switch on the entire album self-care that's right I didn't know. I didn't know yet, bro. The song, I mean, this is, I'm pretty sure this is still his most streamed song on Spotify, or at least his number one most popular one. Like, this was, like, the big standout. I'm, yeah. it's good. I like it. It's not my favorite song from it, but, like, it's good. I mean, and it's self-care, you know? It's, it's It has a good message. He's, this one, he also sings really well on this one. Yeah. As Like, I said that, like, sometimes his singing doesn't really hit for me on this album, but this is one where I thought he really, um, really sang well. Yeah, I mean, you know, this is like 
first of all, the name, self-care, around around the time this came out, like 2018, that was a popular thing. We were like, I'm going to take yeah. care of myself, i.e. whatever. And he's right. He's talking about, like, I got to treat me right and, like, get my shit correct, so I'm good. Um, yeah, great beat switch. Like, and, I mean, again, the, the, the sentiment of the song, like you were saying about the other one, the meaning of it, a lot of them, they uh, kind of intermingle with the meanings, right? It's like some so- yeah. one song is about like taking care of myself. One song is, you know, revelations or talking about, um, you know, realizing my situation and how can I tackle it? Yeah. I think, but then again, like we were talking about before, there are songs that don't do that and they're just there. That could have been trimmed out. So like theoretically, this could have been structured better. I mean, I, I don't, we'll give our last thoughts later, but I think. Yeah. This was like centerpiece of this whole album, I feel like. Yeah, no, it definitely was supposed to be sort of like the like the main sort of climax. Yeah. It's kind of building up to this and then it kind of like builds down from there. Actually, uh, there's another song later I'll talk about that I think was more of sort of the climax. But this is sort of this yeah. is like the other like upbeat, more upbeat song, you know. Definitely. Um then the other song after Wings, which I just thought was alright. I mean it's chill, but I didn't really I don't really have much to say about it. Wings, swings. I think I, I initially enjoyed it when I first listened to it back when it first came out. But yeah, this one, um, I don't really, I don't want, I don't think it aged as well as I thought it would. Um, but yeah, you know, again, one of those songs. I and mean, how can you, how can you, how can you talk self care? You know. Well, I think the next song, the song after Wings, is great. Ladders, another yeah. one of those wa- songs that has a really cool like funk jazz groove, similar to what's mm-hmm. the move, um, what's the use, not what's the move um that's that's a young folks song Uh, and i love on on ladders like the the groove is great but i love the outro because it has all the horns going and it sort of like Mm. carries you out where it's like he's like jamming it's like some saxophones and trumpets and whatnot sort of carrying the song out there are a couple outros like this is one of the songs where definitely the outro sort of pushes the runtime but this one one of the few where i didn't feel like it was it wasn't it was still doing something, you know, like it definitely felt like it mattered and it needed to be on this song. I don't know. It's just like, it just carries you out in a great way. And the, the good message, it's a song was sort of about life. You know, you just, you're climbing up those ladders. You're always moving yep. up, doing your best to keep, to keep climbing up, you know? I agree. I agree. It was also good. I, I do like the beat, the production again on this is really uh, well thought out. And like you're saying, the ending of it, uh, the outro was really good. Um, after this, though, it's another song that I enjoyed a lot. Small Worlds. Small Worlds. This one I'm so, so iffy on because it's – this is, this is like the prime song where I'm just like his singing is just so okay. It's just not great on this song. But I do like this song a lot, mostly because the live yeah. version is really awesome. The 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 mm-hmm. ti- this is the song he opens with on the tiny desk, and it's great. I do think though his rapping on this song is fantastic. The way that his sort of his cadence when he first comes in with his first verse, where he's sort of rapping, and the way that he's flowing on the beat is great. Yeah. I thought I yeah. loved the way that he, like his singing on the song. Not a huge fan of his rapping on the song though. Loved it. I thought he did a fantastic mm-hmm. job like rapping on this song. Oh, don't it's like too. song about just being famous, man. Literally, it's like, or yeah, I think with his flow, you're talking about when he's like, we got to stick together, then, then, like, yeah, when he first comes uh, yeah. in, he's sort of, yeah. he's like, he's kind of syncopated, I think, but he's sort of like choppy around like that. And I think he does a great job there. He, he so, does that very well. He, he did that very well. That like talkative rap, sort did, of. You did know? you listen to Anderson Pox's last album? 
No, I don't. I don't think I did. The opening song on that has a has a guest verse from Andre Three Thousand where he like <laughs> syncopates himself, and it sounds really cool, and it reminds me of kind of what Mac did mm. on this one. So I mean, mm. I mean, if you're ever going to be compared to Andre Three Thousand, you're probably doing something right. I'm saying right. Uh, the next one, conversation. Another one similar to Wings for me, just kind of yeah. like. All right. I mean, I thought the beat was really good. I like the beat on it. He's kind of just like hyping himself up, you know, like being like, yeah, like I've done all this. I'm a great, I, I, I've succeeded so much in my life, but you know, I thought it was all right. It's, it's not like a huge important song to me. Yeah, I agree. Um, kind of just one of those, um, not brush away tracks, but yeah, one of those that didn't necessarily flow. Yeah. Pr- pro- probably yeah. one. If I had to remove a song from this album, probably that one. Literally. Um, and talking about a song that kind of the title explains it for me is the no. I yeah. don't know about this song. I'm like, no, eh. I I like this one because this is this whole song's about like him and Ariana Grande, mm, and like okay. I remember like obviously like there was so much drama when that when like they broke up, but like everyone knows that like everyone assumed that they hated each other, but like they didn't. Yeah. They still really liked and cared about each other, and like I think for me. They were just such like a great like it's so weird to like idol how like people idolize celebrity couples, but like for me, I always loved like them just as like a couple. I thought they were just like because they just seemed like an odd pairing, but they just like made it work. Mm -hmm. And then you had like the songs they did together, which were great. So like, you know, obviously when they broke up, I mean, I felt bad for the both of them that they they couldn't carry it out, and obviously it hit it hit Mac really hard, you know. Yeah, like it was it was sad to see how much it affected him and this song is very much like that where he's sort of he's sort of reminiscing on all the great times that they had together and he's sort and he misses her you know you can really tell from this song Mm, yeah and that's that's one thing that made it stand out to me was just because um you know it's it it was a really personal song you know Mm. it's him singing about all like the great times that him that they had together and you know obviously now in, in hindsight it's it's heartbreaking so uh, but yeah, no, I really, like, I, I really did like that one. Mm. The next song too, Jet Fuel, another song I really liked. The messaging yeah. on this one and the story on this one is 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 intense because this is him more talking about, um, more of him talking about his drug use. Which anytime, yep. like, anytime rapper who dies uh, of drugs, like, you go back and listen to their songs about it. Like, it, for me, like Juice World, one of my favorite Juice World songs was the song Feeling. Mm. I can't listen to it anymore. I can't yeah. listen because it's all about him, like talking about when he was on drugs and how it made or him feel me, great. I feel it. I feel and then he it. Died, yeah. And then he died from them. So like, it's one of those things where I'm like, I feel guilty listening to that song. This one, it's not, it's not the same where I don't feel like guilty about it, but like, it's sad to hear him talking about how like, you know, he's basically saying like the whole thing, jet flu, like drugs are supposed to be his fuel. That's like keeping him up and this, keeping him high, you know, and he's like, I'm running out of fuel, but it's all right because I have more, you know? And yeah. It's a good song and the messaging on it's good, but it's just like it sucks, man. Like, I in hate retros- to yeah. that in retrospect, you know. In retrospect, it's um, it's fucked. It's like it's like heart. It's like heart wrenching, you know. No, it is. Like, you cringe like when he talks about it. Like cringe isn't like oh no, you know. The outro was a little weird on the song too. I was it was kind of like kind of threw me off, but oh, I mean, how did it, how did it go? I, I, I don't remember exactly, but I I wrote that I wrote down strange outro. <laughs> I think I, I know what you're talking about. I, I when I was when I was doing it. like research, it, people were talk comparing this song to being the antithesis of come back, come down to earth, the opening track, where mm. that song's like him sort of coming down from a high, and this mm. song is him like when he's trying to stay high, you know. 
because like jet fuel yeah. jets air airplanes up in the sky and whatnot can we pretend that airplanes in the night sky are like shooting stars you know yeah oh jesus <laughs> that, that, you that, that reference almost, that almost like i almost brushed that off and i was like wait <laughs> wait i was too i was wondering if like you were going to notice that or not um so do you have any other thoughts on jet fuel yeah um definitely like uh tough uh, i mean it's a tough listen obviously but um it's like a real listen uh it's like a, yeah it's uh i mean he was always very frank about you know his issues yeah. and you know it's, it's hard of, to listen to those songs one of the songs that i listen to and like i can actually um kind of like hear this man's like substance abuse problem and how it affects him and uh you know the highs and lows of that yeah um so. and then the next song is probably my favorite song mm. on this album yeah. and could be one of my favorite mac miller songs ever wow. Gen- genuinely genuinely wow. 2009 it's I don't know, man. There's something about it. Like the intro in this song, dude, the strings, like, Oh, what a great intro. Like, and it's one of those, like this song is definitely one of those that falls in line of could have been trimmed a little bit. I think the intro goes for a while and the outro goes for a while, but in this, I don't care. I don't like, this is the one song where I was like, don't, don't touch this one at all. Like this one, I think it works. The strings intro creates such like a, it's, it sounds so great. Come into it, the piano, like the sort of like the choppy piano on this with the drums is awesome. It's a fantastic beat. And like, I don't know. I mean, the song's just like, the song's just heart, heartbreaking kind of because it's sort of him talking yeah. about, you know, because it was supposed to be about him releasing his like first two mixtapes, like before he released Kids, which is like one of my favorite things he's ever dropped. Um, and it's just sort of him talking about just like, you know, this is all the stuff that I've learned since then, you know, and I just like the, the whole extra of the hook where he's like, it ain't 2009 no more. I know. And I know what's behind that door, you know, which mm. I've seen people interpret it in different ways, like sort of being like, I know what's going to happen now, like being famous, but also like, he knows that like, you know, after 2009, like, you know, his drug use and then might not have seemed like a big thing, but like, he knows now, like, I know what's coming because like, I know sort of the trajectory that my, that his drug use and the substance abuse is going to take him. And I don't know, man, that, that just, that just grips me every time. And it's a great song. I've been listening to it non fucking stop. I'm going to yeah. look at my last defense and see how many times I've listened to it in just the last week. Do that. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, this was a hard, I mean, it's great to listen to a song about, about an artist, like kind of a, uh, Giving a credit to his life and uh, fifteen times, fifteen times last seven days, so at least twice a day. Yeah, so I mean, it's like it's tough, like listening to an artist kind of talk about. No, not that it's tough. I mean, I I enjoy when artists kind of talk back about what they used to do or whatever. Or since like uh, things change since IE or whatever, like I I do enjoy and like they're right, like it's cool. But like this, like he did a little twist on it, saying like. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm more famous now, and that's great after two, after 2009. But now it's like, like you're saying, the tra- the trajectory is like. Yeah. Well, I think it's one of those things where the song knew. is sad, yeah. just because like of obviously where his career ended up going, and like you know him tragically dying. I think that's kind of what brings in the sort of the 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 impact. Mm. And then the the last one, so it goes. It was fine. I mean, I think it was a great closer. 
but yeah. it was all right. I wish you closed it. I wish you closed it 2009. Dude, if it closed in 2009, that would have been a great way, especially with sort of the, the outro on it. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, I so it kind of works because he so it goes like yeah, it's like it's like so life keeps going because he's sort of talking about how like you know like even when you have everything, you can still come down, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think it kind of works because the idea of like so it goes, it keeps on going and then goes into circles, like going in circles, yeah. you know. Um, but yeah, so I think overall, it's definitely I think it's aged much better in my mind. Um, like I think I've gained a much, much more appreciation for a lot of the songs in this. Originally, I think I gave it a four. Now mm. I think I'm willing to give it like uh, probably at least like a six to a seven. I think it's, I agree. I, it's not. It's um, definitely still not my favorite of his albums, but I think I through the lens of you know him passing and sort of looking back and the things that he's talking about on this album, you really see that like he knew what was wrong. And yeah. he was really working on his best to sort of change that. And also, I think just at the time, like, Mac Miller, like, we said Virgil Abloh wasn't winning at the time. Mac Miller was not winning at the time. He was – he had, you know, he – he him and Ariana Grande were no longer together. People were, like, dunking on him all the time for that. He then got in a DUI and got, an accident, got in an accident and, uh, you know, got in a lot of trouble for that. So he was he was very much at a low point in his life making this. And I think, you know – I regret not really giving this a good enough chance when it first came out. I really think I do. Yeah, I I definitely see that. And what I wanted to ask is like, do you think, does this, does, do you think our perception has changed because he died? Definitely. Definitely. Well, at least for me, a lot of it is that just because like, you know, you see the, the thing, because for me, like circles, I love that so much because it's him. It's it's like you really see like where he was, and now I'm going back and realizing like these two albums, like they work together, and mm-hmm. like going back swimming, I see a lot of those things. I think because now I realize like a lot of my beef with it is just like I just didn't like some of the musical ideas on it. You know, it was nothing. Never had really anything to do with the content. It was just like I just thought some of like the production or the execution just wasn't just wasn't for me. You know, yeah. I definitely have a much better appreciation for it now. And I think because we, I mean, off rip, I don't know if you agree, but I think Circles is his best album. And that album to me. I'm not going to say it's his best, but it's definitely, well, right, right now right. it's my favorite of his. It's Yeah, I think it's like the best, but it's my favorite because like right now for me, I, mean, I don't want to speak for you, but I think you might also agree. It's like that album um, speaks, to, speaks to some of the problems, you know, we all face. And yeah. it's very, it's very uh, universal, especially like, it was a it was a quarantine like like anthem that whole album. Yeah, I because I know early on in quarantine you were really bumping it. I started bumping it more later. I'm like so. I mean, literally, my Massachusetts is pretty opened up now, and you know, I mean, fingers crossed. It seems like they're going in the right direction. But I'm Shout still out. I'm still listening to it a lot, and still listen to a lot of my like quarantine music because like that mindset is still there. You know, I I mean, ever since waking up my dad's like that mindset left, but now I'm just like. I'm just tired. I mean, I'm working again. <laughs> I'm working again. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I feel, I feel. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I think that's why I wanted to revisit this album because, like we said in the beginning, it they work hand in hand. Um, yeah. The way I see it is like, okay, um, swimming is the beginning of this man realizing his substance abuse, his mental health problems, all that stuff. Circles is like he's in the shit. Like he's he's in this. Like this is him like struggling 
hitting lowest points, but like still, still have the hope. And, you know, I felt like a conclusion, you know, if the man was still alive would have been, oh, he finally gets over it. And like his next body of work would have been the finale kind of like, but. And it sucks because we'll never get that, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's what he, I feel like, I mean, that's what I would have wanted for him. And I feel like that, you know, yeah, would have been a good conclusion, but yeah. Rest in peace, Mac Miller. You know, yeah, miss you I mean, lot. I miss Mac Miller every day now, man. Like, I've been listening to kids so much, and like, it's sad to hear just sort of the direction that it. Not, not. I mean, obviously, the music is still great, but like, you know, going from this like fun, loving frat boy, like just party, having fun, to you know, his those days starting to catch up to him, and you know, him really realizing like everything that's weighing down on him and whatnot. I mean, it's that's mm. hard, man. But you hard. know. Rest in peace, Mac Miller. Yep. That's all we can really say. All right. Well, on, on that gonna, note, it's going to do it for us. Um, thanks for listening to this episode of the Seems Sketchy Podcast. We'll be back. We're not sure what we're going to be talking about because we're still, you know, things are kind of all over the place right now as far Literally. as news and whatnot. We'll find something. We'll either do what we kind of did this one where we like go back and talk about something or, um, so maybe something drops and we'll talk about that. Maybe we'll do, we could do like a hand. I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out. I'm saying, I'm saying when we repost, I'm sorry, when we post about this, we do a poll or no, we do like a ask question. What album should we review? Yeah, you know? sure. I ran away some on the list, but I want to do one that like people, like people know. I want, I want to listen to an album that a lot of people know. Like Flower Boy, like a lot of people knew that. Yeah. I mean, I think lots of people are going to know low, but like, I think this was an album that we just wanted to review. Yeah. So. No, all right, yeah, no. But yeah, so follow us on uh, Instagram and Twitter. So if you want to respond to that Instagram post asking what we should do, do that. And we'll be on our Instagram at SeemSketchyPod. That's Instagram and Twitter. You can follow me at KateRay63 on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow Garo. Garo Baz, Instagram and Twitter. Baz Off Studios. Cop up that new that new drop. Shorts are gone. Go get yourself a bag. Get yourself a t-shirt. We got some left for all of you guys. Heck yeah. All right. We'll catch you guys next week. See ya.